the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Happy November 20th to you. Interesting day. We've started seeing a little bit of a shift in the way people think about what's happening on the fiscal cliff on what's happening more importantly inside the United States. There's a housing comeback that is breaking out the champagne. Housing starts at a much better than expected level. Defying expectations for a monthly decline. Year over year is is accelerating incredibly. The year over year growth rate's gone from 19% to 30% to 33% to 42% in the last four months. This is consistent with home builder sentiment that has been improving, highest since 2006 there. The surge in home builder sentiment foreshadows a nice rise in housing's positive contribution to GDP. As we've deleveraged, we're starting to re-leverage. Is it a good idea, a bad idea? I think it depends on location, location, location. I think it depends on your ability to earn income in tough times. The good news isn't just based on new homes. Existing home sales blew past expectations yesterday. Supply of houses available vanishing. It's great news to be a seller at this point in time. These are real people who work in construction, in electricity, plumbing, sheetrock, tile, wood, lumber, nails, roofing, Home Depot lows. This is a much better number than, say, oh, Greece has solved their problems. So am I giddy? No, I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to some downtime. I don't want to cry on you. Saw a headline, four California men charged in an alleged terror plot. What up with all the anger out there? Can't we all just get along? I mean, we're all going to be dead one day. I'm pretty sure of. Big news out there today, Anne Hathaway wants to have a baby. I know you're saying, Rob, you don't have a chance. You know, I don't actually find her attractive, first and foremost. She's kind of got that Broadway singy, songy thing going on. But that is big news. People under the age of 35. And people under the age of 35. And they want to have babies. And they want to get a house with baby Ed. 
So our nation's moved a little bit closer to the Canadian business model, socialized healthcare. It's going to be interesting to see how it implements in. I've got a family member who's in the medical device industry, and it's going to hit him. And it's going to hit hard. And what stinks is every Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'd get like updates on all this cool medical equipment that his company was developing. That they're not going to develop as much. Because the profits are coming out of it. The company is a mandate to go out and use their resources as best as possible. So Republicans are all in about increasing tax revenues from rich people. And last week's in the last weeks of the campaign, Mitt Romney talked about capping itemized deductions for high-income taxpayers. Again, if you think taxing the top 1%, 2% is going to be enough, it's not. We've got a widespread system failure. So higher taxes doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm in the highest tax bracket, but I don't pay the highest tax bracket because of tax deductions. You get the concept. But when I talk about things like we have to remove some of these tax deductions like Prop 13 or scale them out, I think there's some truth to it. The whole idea that businesses get Prop 13 is silly. The whole idea that children can inherit their parents' tax deductions is silly. The whole idea that I can deduct home improvements, I can deduct losses, I can deduct a second home. I could deduct interest on a second home. I could deduct interest on a first home. And a guy who rent can't? Oh, but he doesn't have to pay property taxes. It's ridiculous. If you're going to have tax rates, enforce them. We need to get rid of some of these tax deductions. Was there a day and age where we needed some of these tax deductions to incentivize growth? Absolutely. And, we, and look what happened. Housing market crash. There's a point where we don't need every American to own a home. In fact, we don't want it. Increasing revenues by closing tax deductions should be scaled back, especially in the areas of mortgage interest, charitable giving, and employer-provided health insurance. What all of those items have in common, they pass silently over the most important loophole for the rich, artificially low tax rates on investment income, whether capital gains or dividends. Capital gains, profits from sales of assets, dividends, cash distributions from corporations to shareholders. Limiting on deductions won't solve the problem because itemized deductions like those for mortgage interest or charitable contributions are only one type of a tax loophole. There's too many tax loopholes. I mean, again, I'm not advocating. I'm not smart enough to pull off getting 200,000 people to sign anything. You know, another thing we could do is add a lower tax rate to certain types of income. Since 2003, both long-term capital gains and most dividends have been taxed at a maximum rate of 15%, while the top rate on ordinary income has been 37.9% if you include Medicare payroll tax. So at some point in time, everyone has to sober up and say, we have to approach this from numerous angles. That the fact that my taxes that I do every year or 300 pages is ridiculous. I'm not saying, John, I'm not saying Forbes flat tax, but I'm saying someone has to figure this out. And everyone wants theirs. 
I mean, I, I talked to Mark Dannon last week, and he was basically crying like a baby. You can't take interest tax deduction away from people. They're counting on that. Do you see a fairness in that? Do you see a fairness that we're pitting renters versus homeowners? Don't you see why Americans hate each other? Don't you see why our politics are all angry? People are protecting their own. People vote with their checkbook. Romney wasn't crazy when he said, you know, 47% of America is just never going to vote for me no matter what. He could win the Super Bowl. He can kick a 90-yard field goal. And he's right. People protect what's theirs. We're a divided nation based on tax deductions, on, t- on taxable income, the haves versus the have-nots, the renters versus the homeowners. And it gets worse. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. Zachary Quinto rumored to quit playing Spock. Big news, right? Anne Hathaway wants to have a baby. I'd volunteer. I wanted to exactly say no to that, but... It's a better sign that a baby boom comes with baby booms, comes spending. SP 500 down three, the NASDAQ down five, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 51. You're listening to Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking about financial money, investing, and more. Find me at Twitter. My handle is Rob Black Show. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Traffic has been heavy for the drive to Richmond this morning. Westbound 80 before Carl's. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm having lamb for Christmas. Not for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Is there anything more disappointing to hear that? It's like sneak a turkey in, right? Put it in your room or something and just go back and oh, I'll be right back. Um, you listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Waiting on some follow through. Yesterday we had a big up day in large part tied towards participants covering their shorts, thinking that, hey, what if Congress does come up to some sort of compromise pre-Christmas? HP is a loser. God, I keep thinking back. What if Apple had been in, invited to the Dow Jones Industrial Average instead of Intel, Microsoft, or HP? We'd be at all-time highs. Best Buy is a loser. Down the rabbit hole. Down the drain. I don't even like going into Best Buy anymore. Again, this all started with, at one point in time, our nation, we went into companies like Circuit City. And then you just felt dirty. So Best Buy comes up with this concept of friendly, educated, non-commissioned employees. And we're like, yeah, I need a big TV. But now that we have a big TV and we know the difference between an LED and LCD uh, projector, we're a lot more comfortable making the decisions despite, you know, similar reviews. You know, one of my best angles is to always go to Amazon and see who likes the most. If 5,000 people give it four and a half stars, I'm in. Are you with me? Against me, because this is a war. Hopefully you're doing something loving and sweet and good with your holidays this year. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 27, the NASDAQ down 1, the SP 500 down 1. Joining me now on Rob Black and Your Money, CFP Chad Burton. He is a financial planner. You've heard him here through the years. He's excellent at what he does. Chad, let's talk about um, you know, tax-efficient investing. It's, this has got to be a boring topic for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a boring topic, but 
really why it should be kind of in your forefront as you start accumulating assets, especially once you get past the idea of, you know, I, I max out my 401k, now what? Right. The average investor that has money outside of their 401k loses 15 to 30% of the return each year in taxes. So if your average is 10, you might be down at all the way down at 7% as your after-tax equivalent return. Because of if capital gains taxes, Capital income. gains taxes, income, it's really putting the wrong assets in the wrong place. So okay. you've got to first sit down and do your asset allocation, which determines how much you have in large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, you know, emerging markets, commodities, bonds, REITs, things like that. And then you've got different areas on where you can put those assets. You've got your 401k. You've got your taxable accounts. You've got your Roth IRA. So you've got to determine which assets are the best. So, you know, long story short, if, if you're living off of your portfolio, it doesn't matter as much. But when you're building the wealth, that's when it really matters because you don't, you don't want to pay, pay taxes on income that you're not using right now, right? Sure. Okay. So if you're trying to build a portfolio and you've determined your asset allocation, let's start with what should go in your taxable accounts. Okay. Okay. If you're the person that likes mutual funds, managed mutual funds, and ETFs, then what should go in your taxable accounts would be more of your large-cap-oriented ETFs or total stock market return types of funds, index funds, and mid-cap can be in there as well. But where you're going to concentrate on your small-cap emerging markets and sometimes international holdings, and especially REITs and bonds, would be in your 401k, which means that your 401k is going to be slightly more conservative because of the bond allocation than your taxable accounts. But that's okay because bonds pay interest. And if you're working, you don't need the income. You want the interest to accumulate tax-deferred inside your retirement accounts. A lot of people, you know, they start getting into the nitty-gritty. And the nitty-gritty here, Chad, could be like tech stocks, i.e. growth stocks, mm-hmm. where you might sell it after it's doubled or tripled or done, you know, whatever dream that you wanted it to do. You don't want to be a, create a taxable event, so you'd throw that in a 403B or, ta- you know, a, a tax-efficient vehicle. But... Ultimately, if you're up 100%, do you really care? Like, why not pay some taxes? Or am, am I, at this point in time, just being stupid? No, I mean, you're still enjoying right now. We're enjoying the lowest tax structure that I've seen in the 19-plus years that I've been in the business. I mean, when I got in the business, capital gains were 27%. 2012, they're 15%. 2013, they go up to 20%, if not higher. It's, that's The dividend in capital gains taxes, the, the taxes that are really under going to be under attack, which means this is all the more reason for it. For example, small-cap funds, the successful ones, they have turnover ratios of over 100%, meaning very seldom does the stock stay in the portfolio for the full year. So you have a trading event or a taxable event. So you can look at a fund. You can go to Morningstar.com, and you can look at the potential capital gains exposure. In other words, are there a lot of stocks in there that if they sell them after you buy, are you going to inherit a capital gains problem? Um, Or turnover ratios. So again, the higher turnover ratio funds, the higher dividend-paying funds, those go in your retirement accounts. Whereas the stuff that you go for the long run on, you know, three to five year types of holds, large cap, mid cap, that goes in your taxable accounts. There's a little bit of a science to it, but let's talk about the losses because that's also part of tax efficient, not just the gains you don't want to pay tax on, but you could actually harvest losses. And I love that phrase harvest because it sounds ghoulish. But uh, it's kind of a let's talk harvesting losses. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's super important because most people when they get into retirement they end up with real estate business, stocks, all of which, if they sell, you pay capital gains. So, you know, people go through a big correction like in the 2000s or the 2007, they accumulate losses and they forget about accumulating even more. You can build up a a bank account essentially with the IRS. So every year, 
um, at least in around you know August, September is when I like to do it, is you go through your portfolio and say, have I bought anything that is showing a loss in my taxable accounts? And if it is, what I typically do is I'll sell it and I'll buy an index fund that matches it or an ETF that matches it for 30, 31 days. And then I'll turn around and buy the stock back if I like it or the fund back if I like it. That way I've harvested a loss with the IRS. You can use 3000 a year against your ordinary income. If you don't have any losses or gains this year to offset, those losses get carried forward indefinitely until you need them. And you're going to need them someday, so harvest those. It's a bank account with the IRS. Um, and even people that bought variable annuities and taxable accounts and you know, maybe at the height of 2000 or at the height in 2007, there's ways to even write off some of those losses as a miscellaneous itemized deduction. So really talk to your CPAs about getting out of those bad deals if, if you're that type of an investor. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Something I want to throw out there. I am a good guy. I play a jerk on radio. Don't read too much into that. Pseudo-loan debt crisis is a woman's issue. I think financial planning is a woman's issue, more so than a man's issue. Men tend to work till the day they die. Women earn 82% of their male peers in their first year of, un- of employment. Typical woman makes $35,296 a year. Typical man makes 42918 They earn $10,784 less than their male counterparts each year. Amongst men and women with the same exact degree, the same exact comparable job, same number of hours worked each week, women's pay still lags men by 7%, 93 cents on the dollar. Plus, women tend to take debt more seriously. I had a friend this year who, you know, she came out of college with no debt. He came out of college with $30,000 in debt. She paid off his debt. He gets $30,000 in debt again. You can't tell me student loan debt crisis in a woman's issue more so than a man's. You can't tell me that. I'm Rob Black. Listen to me, Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. On AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I ended the last segment by talking a little bit about women and how it is unfair that I believe that financial planning is a woman's issue. I plan to have a new wife every five years, forever 30, and then she resets to 25, goes to 30, she resets to 25, goes to 30. The sick world we live in. Am I kidding? Of course I'm kidding. But you get the idea. We've all seen guys 60 dating 35-year-old women. You're like, that's creepy. Creepy. Women earn 82% of their male peers in the first year of employment. $35,200 versus $42,900. Women in the U.S. earn $10,784 less per year on average than male counterparts. Man and woman with same major, same job. Same number of hours worked each week. She gets paid 93 cents on the dollar to his dollar, 7% less. Women take debt a little bit more seriously. So clearly, college debt crisis affects women differently than men. Let's take it a step further. November is Long-Term Care Awareness Month. I know you're saying, what? That's about right. 
I think everyone needs to get real and make a caregiving plan. Because I think, once again, financial planning is a woman's issue more so than a man's. A lot of men work till the day they die. That's what my father did. He didn't have to worry about his nest egg. My mother did. Mother's outlived him by 18 plus years. Sadly, he had a life insurance policy on himself, too. One that he let expire. No, no. Yeah, excuse me. He had a life insurance policy on her and a life insurance policy on him. Hers was for a million plus dollars. His was for 400000 He let his expire. He knew she was going to die first, and that's why he put more money on her head. So who wants to live forever, Highlander? Not me. Not in any way, shape, or form. We pursue all manners of diets, medical regimes, spiritual paths. We're trying to push the boundaries of our lifespan. In a recent survey released by Genworth, it showed that Americans over the age of 65 have a 70% chance of needing long-term care. Yet nearly 60% of them have no caregiving plan in place. This can trim up to 10 years off a caregiver's lifespan due to the stress and cost them up to $300,000 out-of-pocket expenses. So I refer to this as the elder cliff. I know you're saying you're just making that up. I kind of am, but... What do you need to do to fix this? You're not going to like it. You've got to start talking about it. Single biggest challenge to planning is break the silence around the topic. It's taboo. My dad had cancer. My dad had radiation. I changed the catheter that went into his hoo-ha. When he'd vomit, I'd have to clean up his vomit. When he basically moved home to die in his home, my mom had to do it. When it became too much for her, we brought in a nurse. That cost money. It's going to hit most of us. If you live to 66, if you live to, what is the number? If you live to 65, 70% chance you'll need long-term care. So you need to start talking about this. I had a friend last year who's, uh, she's a tragic situation. 28 years old and her mother's had a stroke. Can't get around. Basically is a shut-in. Gets to go to a restaurant when said daughter wants to load up the van and dad's abusing her. Like, clearly, Elder Law could come in and shut this down. Her sister's not all mentally there. And uh, lives off Social Security Disability. And here she is, beautiful young woman, having to take care, make major decisions like this. There's no plan. The father failed. So build up your care team as step two. Have some sort of plan. Try to get mom or dad as healthy as possible. You know, it's patience, it's persistence. When you're seeing a loved one basically go into shutdown mode, death mode, you have to be emotionally strong. I'm tenacious, I'm vigorous, I'm resilient, and I'm loyal. Those are the four things I care about. 
The best care teams consist of your family, close friends, professionals. Try to work with someone who's, who's professional. Quality matters. Financial elder abuse is widespread at $2.3 billion a year. The stronger you make a team around you, 28-year-old girl shouldn't be doing this all on her own. Her dad needs to step up, and they're a team of two, and then they need to find a team of three. You've got to take action. You've got to educate yourself on what's out there. What are different aspects of caregiving? Again, I'm probably going to work till the day I die. My sugar booger, she'll probably need long-term care. So who should I buy long-term care for? Said sugar booger. I know you're saying that's probably the grossest thing you've ever said, sugar booger. Yes, I know. It's a southern thing. It's like the song Losing Your Religion, Losing My Religion, Losing Everything That You Believe In. Um... I read an interesting article yesterday about Gangnam Style. Big, big, big partner with YouTube. Like, he's pulled in so many hits on YouTube that he's now like a business partner. So, kind of goofy, right? In my opinion. So, we talked about Anne Hathaway wanting to have a baby. And I love that, because... It gives me that creepy ability to talk making babies with women under 35. Baby boomers have traditionally exhibited a strong love affair with automobiles. I have no love affair with a car. When I was 17, I bought about 15 barrels of parts. I bought two frames, and I built two Fiat convertible spiders in the summer. Loved it. That was fun. Now you look at a car and they're controlled by so much complex technology and information systems. The fly-by-wire means that when you push down on the pedal, you're not doing anything mechanical anymore. You just push on an electrical signal to motor the engine. Motoring! Fewer and fewer people have the particular skills to fix increased complicated systems, and thus we feel less and less tied towards our vehicle. Half of Americans use unbranded gasoline, despite the fact that unbranded gas is more likely to cause damage to your engine. Most millennial-aged women, 89%, and most millennial men, 79%, are not considered tire smart, which means they can't check their tire pressure on a monthly basis. One of the best ways to save money. Millennials would much rather surf the net than read an owner's manual. If you ever read the owner's manual, there's some really cool things that your car can do. Like... There's a lot of cool features. So, I just throw that out there for you. The best way to build loyalty amongst millennials is transparency. Not to overwhelm them. They love the services, but they love them in a straight manner, straightforward manner way. They don't like to be daunting or daunted or dauntable or dauntling. So that's out there for you. We've got that going for us, which is nice. Anything you want to talk about, pick up the phone, give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 
516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You know, the market's waiting for some follow-through, but when you see numbers like HP, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drag the market. HP once was a great company. They were a baby IBM, and now they're giving away business to IBM. Now they're giving away business to Dell. Now they're giving away business. What once was a leading tech horseman of, of technology, Intel, Microsoft, you know, companies fall by the wayside, and you just have to be aware of that. They're internet roadkill a lot of times. Do you remember the four big search engines? Yahoo, Lycos, Excite. There's one's called Terra something. You know, not even search engines, I'm sorry, you know, uh, destinations. Portals. Gave way to search engines, right? Gave way to apps. I got to play with uh, Windows 8 a little bit. like it. I like it. It's not, you know, it's still a laptop or a desktop, whatever you want to call. But it's certainly visually a lot more pleasing than what Apple's apps are doing. A lot more. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Talk about anything that you want to talk about, money, investing, and more. Talk about women. Talk about men. Talk about France. <laughs> Sovereign debt rating downgraded by one notch. Country's uncertain fiscal outlook as a result of deteriorating economic prospects. If you want to see the way America's going, take a look at some countries that, that at one point in time weren't as social as they are and became more social. It doesn't mean we end there. It means that's the direction we're going. It's not that hard to study. It's not that hard to study history and uh, the way things play out. Housing starts in America very, very strong. Markets are weak, but they're not awful today. You listen to Rob Black and your money. Black talking all things financial. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I don't know. I'm a little bit freaked out that Susie Orman is out there giving advice that you should buy an Acura. That she's pulled in Dr. Phil to help her hawk this. Trying to persuade customers who waste their money on junk to invest in an Acura. A new car is one of the worst things that you could possibly do, financially speaking, unless you're wealthy. It's not about your comfort zone. It's about how much money do you have saved for retirement. You work till the age of 60. Dr. Phil and Susie Orman will sell anything. If they could sell birth control, they probably would. She freaks me out. She puts out a debit card that has a monthly fee tied towards it. For jackets, she wears what looks like leather pants with frills. I just find her an LCD. I find Dr. Phil an LCD. Willing to sell anything. 
in order to push ahead. Dr. Phil, I got a new book out on dieting, even though I'm a fat old cow. And my son's publishing it. You can't buy it at a bookstore for two months. My son's doing it. I'm going to come across as a bit mean here when I say this. I don't think sons should work with fathers. When I say LCDs, I think Dave Ramsey, Suze Orman, and Dr. Phil are the LCDs of our society. I find them to be vile. I find them to hurt more people than help. Susan Orman sells a lot of insurance, and she's been caught out flat in lies. She's been flat out caught in lies, not caught flat in lies. I meet every insurance person that I work with. I train them personally. I'm like, no, you don't. You outsource to us. She said things before, like, the NASDAQ always comes back. At 5,000, it's fantastic. And again, we all make mistakes. There's no doubt about it. But she's got no training as a CPA, a CFA. I find her to do a lot more damage than good. And again, when I say LCD, she's the lowest common denominator. And I started the second half of the show today like, I love women. I think you pay more for college. Not more for college, but you, you make less with the same job coming out of college. And that's horrific. Susie Orman will ultimately do well because she opened the door for someone else to do it better. Again, that's important. But to tell people to buy a new car is pretty wrong. Her debit card is a ripoff. She's got a newsletter out there that has had incredibly poor performance and misleading. And again, one Christmas I was stuck at home and I, I turned on the TV. And she's in South Africa talking about how money is empowering and money solves everything. Not in that society. You know, she was adamantly telling people that her portfolio was number one, according to Holbert Financial Digest, and that was farthest from the truth. When you actually check it up, it wasn't even listed in performance. It was so bad. I find that if you like Susie Arman, you're overlooking her flaws. I think she'll do you more bad than good giving you very basic, generic mantras. I got an email yesterday from a guy who's like, you know, right now the dollar's low cost. What if it becomes a high-cost dollar? And it's fantastic to think about that. Because one of the negatives we have about housing, now keep in mind, housing starts at great, low cost of money, spurring a lot of buyers. But we haven't had wage inflation in five, ten years. And if we don't have wage inflation, it's going to create a very, very, very big problem. So I loved that he started asking questions about this. And ultimately, 
if we don't have wage inflation as we get CPI of inflation, anything that you pay off as a low-cost dollar that becomes a high-cost dollar with higher interest rates, it's brutal to survive. I own a home. I've got principal in my home. It loses to inflation each and every year. I hate watching Susie Orman pull the wool over your eyes. I know that a lot of people have got their finger in the Susie Orman pie. I just don't think there's a lot of integrity. I don't think there's a lot of honesty. Pushing people into new cars. Keep in mind, she pushed people into GMs. Now she's pushing them into Acuras. I'm not calling thief, liar. I'm not calling anything like that. It's a business to her. You know, she, her quote recently was, I'm not in this for charity. This is a business. Anyone who thinks it's not a business is an idiot. Everything I do is a source of income for me. So please. Uh, understand that there's super top-notch people like Cynthia Odie. She's a San Francisco stockbroker who was wildly successful. Very generous. She's a host of a financial fitness show. There's good and there's bad there. These common denominators are the people who can, who can afford to be hurt the, the least, and they're hurt the most. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland, and you've heard me say this before. Successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black. On the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. This is a show dedicated to you. It's about getting you to retirement. I try to be honest with you to a fault. Sometimes content's better than others. I realize that. This is not the easiest business to try to explain. Money gets complicated. People get emotional. I get that. Got a guy who's emailing me that's totally in love with an inappropriate advisor. And you know what? I'm just taking them off my email list because sometimes you fall in love with the wrong person and everyone can tell you otherwise. And you just don't listen. You just got to get burned. You just got to get burned. That's normal. That's healthy. I'm actually kind of cool with that. Things that we could talk about today, Wall Street. Taking a look at the numbers today, we got the S&P 500 down 2, NASDAQ down 6, the Dow Jones Special Average down 41. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not going to bore you. I'm always going to try to make the stories interesting and intelligent. Hewlett Packard 
is getting walloped by charge relating to fraud. Shares are plunging. They bought a company called Autonomy. Shares are down 10% in pre-market trade. Ultimately, Autonomy makes uh, software that searches data. Searches Facebook, searches Google. It's, it's a search company. At the time when HP bought Autonomy, under the previous CEO, Louis Posseker, a lot of people said, this is too much money. Um, this is getting bad. HP is a wounded company. Dell's thrilled, IBM's thrilled, Apple's thrilled. After the autonomy CEO was let go, an employee came up and uh, said there's improprietaries, serious accounting improprietaries. Massive $5 billion write-off following the heels of bad acquisition of EDS. Following the trend of tablets and phones in fuego, PCs, desktops and notebooks, not so much. What else could we even throw in there? There had to be another acquisition that I'm forgetting about. How about Palm? This is bad. There's going to be big, some big job cuts. They can't continue to, to bleed. The housing data this morning was impressive, damn impressive. Housing starts at a much better than expected level of 894,000 fine expectations for a, of a monthly decline. In the last four months, the yearly change, up 19%, up 30%, up 33%, up 42%. Huge surge in home builder sentiment. Surge in home builder sentiment foreshadows a nice rise in housing's positive contribution to GDP. Deutsche Bank's Joe Livornia thinks it's possible that housing could start adding a whole percentage point of growth per quarter to GDP. Good news isn't just in the new homes, it's in the existing homes. Sales blew by expectations yesterday. And well, of course, we're waiting for some volatility. The months are getting a little bit more volatile. October, November more so than October, October more so than September. Best Buy missed by nine cents. Like, I don't even care about Best Buy anymore. It's sad. Yahoo's down two. NASDAQ's down six. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 41 points. Star Trek Zachary Quinto. Said, hey, 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 I may not quit being Spock. I was just saying it out loud that I don't want to be defined as one character. It's bad for business. We need a green alien in a Star Trek with a bikini top. We need that franchise to get back on top to where it needs to be. For me, capitalism is good for everyone. And I know this is where you can get incredibly argumentative with people and you piss people off entrepreneurs access financial resources to create businesses businesses hire workers and workers provide services to consumers consumer payments create profit leading to more services employees and entrepreneurs capitalism is, is even good for children's teeth mainstream dentistry and Medicaid have habitually underserved low-income children with painful consequences Chronically untreated cavities can turn into painful abscesses, sending the kid to the emergency room, sending the 
the family to excruciating financial pain, bad dental care equals long-term health care issues, school absences, even death, dental reimbursements well below standard rates with Medicaid. So we can argue about anything that you want to argue about. I'm there for you. Look at the bigger trends on Wall Street today. Housing starts. Big story. Permits. A good story. Consumer discretionary doing well. Poorer is materials, tech, and energy. I'd be very cautious on energy right now. In large part, how hard does China push through or not? You know, scenarios like the Iraq War have left Iraq where their oil production is now at heights never seen in its history. That's a boom. That's an energy boom. The United States has had a big energy boom in the last eight years. You know, an analyst at Citigroup, a guy named Edward Morse, he thinks Brent crude's going to fall next year as Iraqi oil production set to explode in the coming years. Another major oil field near the border with Iran had essentially been shut for several decades, but now it's expected to yield about 1.8 million barrels a day. Iraq could grow 430,000 more barrels a day or more if Sudan, Yemen, and Syria and other disrupted non-OPEC producers come back. So we may have a glut coming. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Utilities today are underperforming. In large part, electricity providers are expected to face tougher regulation tied towards Hurricane Sandy Duncan, which could result in an increased cost. Exelon and Southern Company. Major electricity providers are seeing losses in the neighborhood of one plus percent. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I got an event coming up, Palo Alto, California. It's the last live event of the year. I would highly like to see you out there. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, Thursday, November 29th, Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's all about wealth preservation, retirement planning. There's two types of investors, in my opinion, the wealth accumulators and wealth managers. I typically do the show for wealth accumulators. But I do talk some wealth management issues here. But again, that's coming up. Great way to support the show is to sign up for that event today. Earn, learn, plan, and invest. Wealth preservation, retirement planning. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Coming up, we've got a little Beckham. Apple TV. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So, does cheating pay? The answer is clearly and abundantly yes if you take a look at the Major League Baseball. Melky Cabrera this week signed a $16 million contract just months after being busted for steroids. This comes after a report that Cabrera is also going to get a financial windfall from the San Francisco Giants. 
a team, his cheating helped win the World Series. He's going to get $300,000, his full share of the playoff bonus. He didn't play in the World Series. It was his performance at the All-Star Game as MVP that helped secure home field advantage of the Giants in the World Series. He spent a fair amount of money trying to cover up his use of steroids. He would have made over $50 million plus dollars as a free agent, but that ain't going to happen. So $16 million, not too shabby, though, right? Cheating does pay. David Beckham is going to end his six-year stint with the L.A. Galaxy after next month's MLS championship game. He wants to experience one last challenge before ending his playing career. He's 37 years old. He didn't really elaborate. Beckham signed with the Galaxy back in 2007. He helped lead the team to three MLS Cup berths in the third championship in franchise history last season. Beckham's presence coincided with a period of unprecedented growth with 17-year league. It's added seven clubs in the past six years, while 15 of the 19 MLS teams now play in soccer-specific stadiums, up from five before 2007. The game has grown in popularity. He won a trophy or two. He signed a two-year contract extension in January, scored 18 goals and 40 assists in 98 regular season games for the Galaxy. He also recorded eight assists in 16 playoff games. Off the field, Beckham's presence helped the Galaxy reach a 10-year partnership with Time Warner Cable. It's the most lucrative broadcast deal of its type in MLS history. The league has a national television contract with Disney's ESPN, NBC Sports, and Univision. He redefined a sport. The MLS was struggling. He took it to another level. So it had some popularity that was fading. Not only did he stop the, the drop, he turned it around. His original five-year contract included the option to buy a franchise after he retires from playing in the United States. He said that the MLS has made arrangements for him to become an owner and run his own franchise. You know what's next? He started off as a young lad at 17 years old from Manchester United in 1995. Right? Are you with me? He won the Spanish League title while at Real Madrid. Played in 115 games for England. He was the highest profile signing the United States has ever had. Maybe Pele. But with Beckham and his wife, I, I'd almost argue. So David Beckham, uh, into the fold, so to speak. Apple. Apple TV, no Apple TV. If Apple does realize an all-in-one television, Piper Jaffray analyst thinks it comes out in November 2013. Now, this is a big change in Munster's thinking. Earlier this year, Munster was calling for Apple to announce the Apple television in December, then released it in the first half of 2013. No reason for the change of mind? None. Ultimately, what's happening, it looks like, is Apple's having problems coming up with a deal with cable companies for an Apple television. A different analyst says an Apple TV is imminent. Munster's advised thinking on Apple TV release was buried in a note on his product roadmap for 2013. So here's how he sees 2013 playing out. March 2013, iPad Mini with Retina Display. 
update the Apple TV box like they did last year, allowing it to accept apps from developers and some sort of iTunes radio product. The Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple, probably get a preview of iOS 7, as well as MacBook Airs and Retina Displays. Look for some influence at the iOS to start showing up there from the new Jonathan Ives. September 2013, iPhone 5S, a modest upgrade from the iPhone 5. The iPad mini gets a specs bump. We get a new iPad, which is totally redesigned to look and feel more like the iPhone 5 and the iPad mini. An Apple TV likely to come out November 2013. It should cost 1500 to 2000 come in sizes from 42 inches to 55 inches. There was an episode of Modern Family where the husband hooked up his iPad to his TV, to his fireplace, uh, something else, I don't know, washing machine. And Matthew Broderick just looks weird to me. If anyone could explain why Matthew Broderick looks weird to me, I'd like to know. I'm not sure if he's bloated from some sort of drug that he's taken, like medication. But he just looks weird. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'd love more calls. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 25-year-old just emailed me, rob at robblack.com. He says, I was wondering if you could help start my retirement. It's 25, how much consultation would be with New Focus Financial. None. You don't need a financial planner, Jason. You need to start educating yourself. You need to start with a budget. Go to mint.com. It's going to take you a couple months to get it working. It's not great. Go to mint.com and start you know, figuring out a budget. Figure out how much is coming in versus going out. Talk to your employer. Do you have a 401k? Is there a match in the 401k? I put $17,000 in my 401k this year. I'm good with that. There's some employer match in there as well. That's the best thing most people could do for retirement. $2,000 will become $10,000 after five years, and then $10,000 become 20. 20 will become 40. 40 will become 80. 80 will become 160 in your lifetime. If you keep investing, it'll become 320,000. So you need some chunks of, of money in your portfolio. The more the better. The more you do while you're young, the better. If you could save 15% of everything you make for the next 35 years, you're going to retire wealthy. Something you should look at, Jason, right now is what are you making? Your email says that you're a mechanic. I don't know how much mechanics make. I don't know how much, like, maybe start your own shop, maybe work on weekends. I just spent 5000 plus on a repair. You know, 1800 of that was labor. Uh, a good mechanic, that's a skill that's going to last a long time. But if, let's say you're struggling making 40, strongly consider night school. You need a career. Marry wisely. Babies are expensive. They're love. They're packages of heaven. But uh, get your dating out of your system because divorces are expensive. If you don't qualify for a 401k, a 403b, or a 457, do a Roth IRA if your income's about right, which it should be. 
$5,000 plus in that. That's how I'd start, Jason. This is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome, man. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Just trying to motivate you a little bit to wake up. Jason had dropped me an email earlier, followed up by saying that he works at Safeway. I just talked about what he should do, and I could say he needs a new career. 35k a year in the Bay Area is poverty by a lot. It's living with mom and dad by a lot. Now, again, I'm assuming Bay Area. I know the show's national. I know I'm kind of a big deal. I know, I know U.S. News and World Reports calls me one of the top financial podcasts, but... In that same article, they refer to Clark Howard as important. And I eat people like Clark Howard for breakfast. Pour a little milk on them. Get them all soggy. And I drink his milkshake. I drink it down. That's not competition. It's like challenging me to a basketball game when you're two foot tall. That's a little person. I know money. That's all I'm saying. A new poll finds that nearly half of all Americans are in favor of skipping Christmas. I'm in. If we could do Christmas without the gifts and call it family miss, I'm in. Still eat the turkey? Still drink the gravy? I know you're saying you're gaining weight back again, aren't you? I'm drinking gravy. It's my little Rocky Balboa tribute. He did eggs, raw eggs, ran up a bunch of stairs. I drink gravy. I sit on the couch and flick milk duds at the TV. I've got world-class skills in milk dud flicking. Don't mock me. So 45% of Americans say that they, the holiday season brings so much financial pressure they prefer to skip it altogether. Almost half of those polled said that their level of stress-related to holiday expenses is higher, extremely high. 85% said they plan to spend the same amount of money or less on gifts this year. Half the customers make between seventy-five thousand and a hundred thousand said they would put items on layaway. This is insanity. Seventy-five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars in the middle part of America makes you like a maverick. It makes you like a duke. And they're putting stuff on layaway. This is all a mess. We've lost the true meaning of Christmas, which again is drinking gravy and eating turkey. It's Turkey Massacre Day. Take a quick look at the market numbers. We've got the SP 500 down two, the Nasdaq down six, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 41. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. How are you today, Chad? Great. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. It's always good to have you in studio talking financials, talking money with me. You often say that you can't start a financial plan without a budget. Now, again, there's a lot of things you need to know about money. Budgeting is one of them. It's probably uh, close to the top of the things that you need to know. Budgeting and goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, a true financial planner, true fiduciary that's going to actually create a financial plan for you is going to be very cash flow oriented, which means long-term cash flow projections, long-term projections of even your tax bracket. And you can't possibly figure out whether or not you've saved enough or how much you have to save until you know what you're spending now and what you're going to spend in retirement. Until you've created a budget. I mean, I can't, I can't do anything for people until I know what their expenses are. You know what I mean? Right, right. Unless, they, unless I can look at their portfolio and say, well, you have way more than you need to retire on. I need a budget. That's, it's one of the metrics that you use to say, are you meeting your expectations in retirement? Are you meeting your goals or not? 
So younger people just really need to move slowly and buy what you can afford. That's the, that's the first thing about budgeting when you're younger is buy what you can afford. Don't buy what your parents already have. Buy what you can afford because people are going to be judging you by the size of your portfolio when you retire, not the type of car you drive. So, so you're saying the size does matter? Of the portfolio? Right. Definitely. Absolutely. So budgeting, you just brought up a concept. There's retirement budget, but there's also a pre-retirement budget. It's for simpler terms, a pre- like my lifestyle, I need a budget. I need to make sure that I'm not spending more than my paychecks. Yeah, well, you've got to look at the budget and see how long certain things are projected for. You can't just look at your budget if you have young kids right now, especially in the Bay Area if you're in an area where you're using private school. That expense isn't going to be there forever. So some certain expenses... Uh, Private education, certain kids' costs, you know, the ballet every month, the soccer costs, that's going to go away at some point. But other things come back in in retirement that you've got to project as well. Like most people spend more money in the first five years of retirement than, than when they're their last five years of working because they're, they're doing either the honey-do list or the vacation dream list or buying the RV or the second home. All of that has to be projected. So you have to sit down and say, what do I want my retirement to be like? Am I really going to be happy if I just quit working at age 60 or 65? Do I have hobbies? Do I have things that, that excite me, that I'm passionate about, that I want to do? And how do I fund that? You know, How do you make money work for what you really want your life to be like? So I get the whole Rob Black's lifetime budget. You know, I get what I'm spending, what I'm not spending, what I'm saving, what I'm not saving. Um, I use Mint.com, which stands for moneyintelligence.com. It helps me with a budget because it tracks all my spending, Yeah, which yeah. is basically what a budget is. Track your spending first and foremost and then start, you know, adding other lines into that budget. Uh, what do you think about Mint.com? Um, I think, uh, you know, if you can get past the first couple of quarters where it's kind of monotonous, you got to make sure things get categorized the right way. Sometimes if you're using certain cards, things can get double booked. So there's some definitely some weekly cleanup that you want to do for the first couple of months on Mint. And then, and then hopefully it gets automated for you. You sign up your credit cards and, and debit cards, and then it tracks your spending and helps you categorize that. And then you can see how you're doing versus other families in your same kind of zip code area. You know, are you, you spending more or less. Are you cool with uh, using an online tool like Mint.com where it's yeah. tracking your finances and you're not worried about hackers? Yeah. The, the, the thing that I've seen is, first of all, most credit cards and bank cards, you're going to have that $50 limit or you're you know, responsible for maybe the first 50 bucks, but you got to keep an eye on it in case something happens so you can shut it down. Most of the bad cases of identity theft that I've seen have to do with mail. Okay. You know, the, people that sign up their credit cards online, as long as they have a, a, a pretty recent computer right. with spyware and adware that you're constantly, you know, set your computer up so you're doing a screen every night, obviously. Um, it, I think it's a lot safer to pay checks online than to write checks. Okay. And and I'm not worried about the, the online theft, but you know, go ahead and get your identity theft insurance if you want to. So we need to wrap this up a little bit sooner rather than later. We talked a little bit pre-retirement budget. Let's talk post-retirement budget. What are some of the surprises that people need to start allocating for that, that expense? Your dreams, first of all. So you've got to make sure you sit down now and dream what you want your retirement to be like that and budget for that. But don't forget, you've got health care costs. Medicare insurance, medical insurance isn't free when you turn 65. You have Medicare. You've got to pay for Medicare Part B. That's 115 or so a month or more if you're a successful person and, and have a higher income. And you've got taxes. Most of the money people are retiring with are in their 401K. So you've got a million dollars in your 401K. That's really only 700 grand after taxes. Right? Absolutely. And then inflation, that's the biggest one. Healthcare costs are going up at five to six percent. The value of a dollar is cut in half every eighteen years, so you can't 
assume that your your income will be level in retirement. You've got to be able to increase it with inflation. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. He is a CFP. And I am not a CFP. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I think I've gone out of my way to show you that. I like pop culture enormously. Enormously. So when I recently read that a Walmart customer was sentenced five years for punching a 70-year-old greeter in the face, I'm like, what's wrong with people? That's pretty insane. Jaquetta Simmons, 27 years old, was sentenced for the attack that knocked Grace Suozzi on the ground. Last year on Christmas Eve, she suffered a fracture on the side of her face and was caught on tape by a security camera. In court, Suozzi broke down as she told the court how her life changed since the attack. What the attacker's taken is irreplaceable. She's taken away my independence. She's taken away my joy. She's replaced it with trauma. So as he says, she's bruised, afraid, depressed, and cannot leave the house. She relied on that Walmart job to pay her bills, and now she's struggling. She said there was times when she thought she would die following the assault. She says she suffers to this day, both physically and emotionally. Now, what I get from that, and don't get mad at me. I'm not going to say anything controversial here. But she didn't save enough for retirement, and she was doing a horrible, horrible job. Who wants to be a Walmart greeter? Now, five years for punching a 70-year-old person in the face, I think, is is appropriate. I know our jails cost a lot of money, but you cannot cross physical lines with people. When you do, you do not know what's going to happen. Something that's I won't do is I've never flicked off another human being. I just find it to be ridiculous. Wouldn't want to do it, don't want to do it. Like, why go, why go angry? Anna Nicole's six-year-old daughter is getting into modeling. Danny Lynn is a guest girl as well as her famous mother. I don't know about that. Like, if I were Larry Burkhead, I'd probably try to steer her away from the camera. But who am I? I'm not the parent. I'm the first one to say that. I'm not, I, if I'm... Danny Lynn's father, then I'm I'm a monkey's uncle. And I hope I'm not a monkey's uncle. Google's Eric Schmidt said something really funny. He says, we need to fight our privacy or we'll lose it. He thinks that we should have the parents have an online talk before we have sex talks with our kids. Surveys suggest that as well. If a teenager does something incredibly stupid on the Internet, it's like sending out racist tweets about the president, it's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Wow. That's true, right? I'd argue for those of you with teenagers and preteens, you should probably have the online talk before the sex talks with your kids, so said Schmidt. In other words, talk to them about virility before STDs. There's some truth to that. His own daughters are well past the age where they need the birds and bees. Pew Research surveyed 802 parents and their teens. Parents particularly freaked out about their kids mixing up with strangers online. You listen to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. We'll talk more about this right after the break. Seattle's another girl who left her mark upon the map. Karen liked to tie me up and left me hanging by a strap. 
Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's your financial angle out there? Hewlett Packard, awful quarter. I once liked Hewlett Packard. I've never owned Hewlett Packard, but from a distance, you could look at the valuation and say, not too shabby. The downside is, is from a distance, you could look at it and, and not know that there was fraud going on. They've had company after company after company that they've bought that has just been wrong. Palm, EDS, and now Autonomy. This isn't Meg Whitman's doing. It was former CEO Leo Apotheker. He left the company after less than a year on the job after repeated strategy shifts and forecast cuts. This is sad. Hewlett and Packard, two great Bay Area names. It's just brutal. Apple's eating their lunch. Dell's eat their lunch. IBM's taking some of their lunch. And Whitman, she doesn't look like someone who can exactly miss a meal, if you know what I'm saying. Xbox, it's actually the next generation Xbox that we're starting to talk about. Starting to get rumors that it's be crazy powerful, 8 gigs RAM, Blu-ray support, directional audio, TV output and input, Connect 2.0. Maybe they'll do some augmented reality glasses like the Google Glass. They'll probably just go by the name Xbox. It's interesting note. Other big stories of note out there today. The S&P 500 is down up, up, up fractions. NASDAQ down one. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 11. I was doing a little bit on Eric Schmidt from Google, chairman of the company. Talked about, you know, how the Internet follows you around unless you pay someone to scrub it for you. A teenager does something incredibly stupid on the Internet like sitting out racist tweets about the president. It's going to follow you for the rest of your life. He says, I think parents talk to their kids about what you do and don't do on the net. Reputation management. I met someone last year. I was like, so what's your Facebook page? I just don't have one. I'll have one when I'm important. 59% of parents... Of teen users of social networking sites have talked with a child because they're concerned about something posted to the profile or account. That translates into 46% of parents of all online teens. 39% of the parents of teens users who use social networking sites have helped their child set up privacy settings for social networking site. So that just translates into 31% of all parents. Some parents are actively monitoring. Half-parent surveyed said they use parental controls on electronic devices or software to monitor, block, and filter what their kids see. In one focus group, one 14-year-old boy says his parents simply monitor him and his siblings by friending them on Facebook, and doesn't, he doesn't mind. But he's got multiple accounts. Kids are inherently known for outsmarting their parents. Parents are going on Google or Bing and seeing what information is out there about their kid. You know, this sounds crazy, but my name is Rob Black. And let's say I have a kid, and I want to name him 
Gordon Black. I should find out if like there's a serial killer named Gordon Black. Before you name your kid, you should Google the name to make sure you're not setting him up for something horrific. For me, there's a porn producer in L.A. who got arrested for kitty porn. It's not me, named Rob Black. There's an English singer-songwriter named Rob Black who's just the biggest... And I feel like I should cry. Kind of singer, like, oh, you're killing me, dude. I'm getting emails from your fans that are just soft. They don't fit into my clay pot image. Moody's lowers Francis' sovereign debt rating. <laughs> the loss of AAA rating from two agents poses a problem for France because it's going to make them charge more, be charged more to get money. Is it a wake-up call? Are the French too proud to change? The metrics in France are deteriorating. They're not good. <laughs> Other things to talk about. Um, we've got a sideways market. Meg Whitman saying autonomy made a willful effort to mislead us. Best Buy woes continue to tit as earnings fall short. I finally got that Amazon price checker app. And you basically hold it up to a UPS, UPC code or whatever type of code. And it goes to Amazon and tells you if they have it cheaper. It's just I got Amazon Prime because I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. You can save money. Housing starts were phenomenal this morning. Phenomenal. I know you're saying say it slower. Phenomenal. That's for our old listeners out there. I got your back, oldies. You just did me a favor, and when your Prop 13's over, don't give it to a kid. Please. 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 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We've got one minute if anyone wants to call right now. 800-516-1220. You can tweet me, Rob Black Show. You can YouTube me, Rob Black Show, but no YouTube videos this week. Just too lazy. Holiday weeks get me lazy. I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up in Palo Alto. You can learn more about that at robblack.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which I'll be sending out tomorrow. Free. Visitor sign up, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll circle back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.